Welcome back to the Big Footy Cricket Podcast. We're back from hiatus and here to cover everything about the Ashes whitewash. And we're also going to look forward to the ODI series, which is coming up starting tomorrow. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Big Footy Cricket Podcast. We're back after the Christmas break. Um, Kip Tastic still isn't back, but we've got Tours and Cookson tonight. Uh, I'm Pete Tizzle. And I'm Cookson, and one well, thing I can say is 5 nil, 5 nil, 5 nil. <laughs> and I'm Tours, I'm from WA. I loved how Johnson did the, uh, he counted out the 5 nil with his fingers in front of the Palmy Army, that was classic. That was really good, yeah. He needed to count the 5 with the middle finger, just like <laughs> That's that. That's Yeah. I kind of liked how amicable uh, Johnson was to the Palmy Army the whole series, because it would have just made, them, made it all the more frustrating for them. Oh, it's pretty easy to be, you know, happy when, when you're playing as well as he was. <laughs> it's pretty funny, though. It's like the first test out of the video with the guy who had the deep balls to the left, he balls to the right song. Jo- Johnson signed it in the Barmy Army post. So it was pretty much, it was sorry, pretty much it wasn't, a massive throw in their faces. And wasn't his first spell actually pretty poor at the Gabba? Yeah. And it's like, oh, here we go again. I think he was like number 30 off his first five or six overs, hit for a few boundaries, and then something clicked, and that was it for the rest of the series. Alright, so uh, I guess we'll start off, we'll go over the SCG test in a bit of depth, and then we'll speak about the series more generally. England won the toss, and they put Australia into bat. Um, We made 326, Stokes somehow took six wickets, Uh, Smith hit a ton, Haddon did his rescue act, Uh, tore England to pieces when we bowled. Bowled them out for 155, and it didn't take very long. Uh, three each for the paceman, one for Lyon. Second innings, we didn't post a big score, but Rogers, with the help of Bailey, got us up there and more than enough to, you know, a very, very comfortable lead. And then England came in and did absolutely nothing again. Harris took a five for, and that cemented his man of the match. We ended up winning by 281 runs, and it was over in three days. Uh, guys... Any uh, observations you'd like to make about the game? They gave up. After T on day three, they gave up. I think they gave up at the selection table. They just <laughs> threw, threw anyone to straighten the deep end who weren't really ever going to cut it. Yeah, I was just going to say, three debutants. So, uh, Borthwick, Balance, and Rankin. And, um, yeah, old Rankenstein started off fairly average to okay. Like I said to you guys, he looked okay. But, um... Yeah, it rapidly fell off from there, to say the least, both his fitness and his form. Yeah. They have Finn, who's what? You can bowl 140-plus, is a bit expensive, but instead of saying, you bowl as fast as you can, Broad, Monty, Anderson will bowl dry. It's just... Do what we did to Brett Lee when he first came in. But they're not. It's like, not goes against the general plan. You go on. Turning into something is not... Rankin was pretty much Finn without the wicket-taking ability. He would leak runs, but he didn't have that real penetrative pace. He absolutely ambled in. He looked like Watson except 6 or 7. And less threatening. Well, but they're really... And the bizarre thing, like you said, with Finn, it's they think he'll leak runs, but they seem to think it's less risky to play a debutant who hasn't had any bowling practice for like six weeks. It just doesn't make any sense, because at least you know Finn is international quality, even if he does leak runs. And playing Borthwick over Monty might have seemed good on paper, but yeah, it's a bit of a disaster. I, I love leg spinners, and I tried to enjoy watching him, but that was, yeah. I it, was enjoyed their, it was that Steve Smith 2010, was there? Like, I would just pick Steve Smith against Pakistan. It's just that. I'd say Smith is a better leg spinner than Borthwick, though. Yeah, he didn't really put any revs on it, did he? Sort yeah, of floated, floated them up there. A lot of fullies. He didn't, reminds, really see, didn't see any variation much at all. Just reminded me of myself desperately trying to land it and not don't care what happens with the ball as long as it lands on the pitch. That's kind of like what he seemed to be doing. Like I said, a lot of full tosses and 
Yeah, he did snag a few wickets, to be fair. Not really important at that stage of the game, but, you know, he did get a few wickets, and they were decent wickets, too. Two whole tosses, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, they were ranked balls. <laughs> <laughs> decent wickets. Shit gets wickets, as um, Taylor would say about Bevan. Um, but he can always say, I had a better debut than Shane Warne. He can always say that. <laughs> and Simon Kerrigan. Let's Maybe they'll yeah. go back to him well, I, I still sort of think they made the right call in terms of playing him or Treadwell because Treadwell's just so nothing. At least, I guess you kind of tried something different in that circumstance and just sort of hope for the best. It obviously didn't work out. I mean, they had KP bowling, and, yeah, that's never a good sign. I was just going to say, Treadwell's pretty much the opposite. He's, he'd probably go for no runs, but I can't see him taking a wicket at any stage, even if it was turn like I don't think he's ever turned one. He's very much their Doherty. They're just not dumb enough to play him in tests. Um, do you guys think that, I guess it's kind of a case-by-case basis, but do you think it was somewhat okay for them to throw caution to a wind a bit and play the debutants in the final game, or do you think they really just should have played it safe uh, and gone Finn and Panasar? I mean, is there merit at all to say they deb- debuted these guys, realise two of them obviously aren't test standard at the moment? They should have picked Panasar. Like, Balance probably should have played, but they should have at least kept Root in and maybe dumped Carberry, I would say. Yeah, I agree with that. Root should have stayed instead of Carberry. Root could and have been the front-line spinner. Yeah. <laughs> they would have done a better job at it. But, I mean, I don't know. I kind of sit on the fence on that because you'd be desperate to not lose 5-0 because that's sort of going to hang over you, that group for the rest of their careers. Well, any time we're going to play another future Ashes series, that'll be brought up. Um, but then again, you've got nothing really to lose, so why not just try people and and either say, yeah, we might use them in the future, or you know, stamp their papers, sort of thing. Which I don't know, Rankin sort of hovering over that sort of status after his performance. Maybe the school of thought is that you know maybe we're just not good enough to win, no matter who we play. So we might as well play the younger blokes. I mean, that's kind of a defeatist attitude, but it's not unrealistic. It's an English attitude. It is. <laughs> God, there's not a lot to say about it. It's sort of, they kind of all blended together after a while. I mean, just continual good performances. I thought Harris was absolutely brilliant. He went for a little bit more. I mean, huge economy rate of 2.57 and 2.58. Massive by his standards. Just completely unacceptable. Yeah, do you, did you guys have any thoughts um, in terms of, I don't know, individual performances from either side? Well, apart from Johnson and Haddon, I mean, Smith got two centuries, which is what we kind of called at the start, that he would play well. Rogers did well at the end. Warner did well at the start. Watson was went out in the most Shane Watson-esque dismissal in the history of cricket. <laughs> All they needed was a LBW shout and a DRS review, and we're there. And Siddle was understated. He was consistent, and, like, you won't be able to see it, but it's there. And I suppose the only real disappointment we could say was Bailey. Even then, he still carded Anderson, which was entertaining. I thought Bailey's second knock was probably his best in the series. It's not saying a lot. I know he scored slightly less runs, but... He did look reasonably competent after he got over the jitters for the first 10-15 balls. Well, Bailey, is he going to play in South Africa? I say no. I don't think he'll be in the squad. It's tough. The one limited overs, and there's the backup test batsman, but he won't be in the first choice 11. Oh, actually, now that you say that, with his one day that's coming up, if he smashes in that, will they go, oh, we'll give him another go because his form's picked up. He smashed <laughs> England around in the one days. That that's pretty much exactly what our selectors would do. Yeah, that actually that wouldn't surprise me at all. And no doubt he'll come out and actually he'll bat very well um, after his test series, unless he's just completely shot. Um, but yeah, I think I don't know. I don't think he should go to South Africa. But I have a feeling it's either going to be he'll go there as a backup and not play a game, or he'll be in the first eleven and they'll really try to stick with him. I have a feeling we may go with the exact same team first test, which wouldn't be the wrong call, but um, yeah. Who would you guys bring in at six if you had your choice? Um, all things being realistic. 
I'd probably think maybe Cameron White. I mean, he's in good form and he can also offer a bit more leadership around some help. So either it would be him or Ross is there. It wouldn't be Marcus North. Hughes will be played exclusively as an opener. So that's really only White. I just off top my head. I'd say North is still possible, isn't he? He's back playing BBL. I mean, it's difficult to know the actual effects the um, death of his brother has actually had on his form without having Shield games. So it's sort of... I'm not sure. Do you, you can They can either back him in from his past performances this season, which he's been very, very good, averaging 98, or they can they might just put him out of their mind completely. Isn't he playing as an opener, however? Yeah, I think yeah, he, he was. Yeah, but he played middle order when he played for us, didn't he? Yeah, but it was more boom and bust. I think he's more consistent as an opener. So, yeah, it's probably a fair call. I, I just think can't think of many people. Good. I'd like to see Watson go down to six and Hughes in at three. Ideally, Hughes would come in like as the replacement for Rogers when he finishes up. In I don't even. It's a tough call to really say how long he's got left. Um. But yeah, just wait of runs. But then again, I'd also like to maybe see him stay in shield cricket for a little bit longer. I mean, he's he's piled the runs on, but yeah, it's hard think, to say. I think Hughes will be playing in county cricket this year. I've, that's why well, he, he did last year yeah. and did quite well. And he also did it before the 09 Ashes. And he, like, we could criticise him all we want about blah, the technique, this technique, that, but he really hasn't chased the IPL box, has he? He well, does he seem actually, determined. He pulled out of last year's BBL. Last year, it might have been the year before, um, to go and play county cricket and shield cricket. So he, he actually actively avoided playing um, twenty twenty. He's playing this season, though, isn't he? He is playing yes. this season. Yeah. Uh, and batting a, and batting a bit like a test prospect, actually, he hasn't quite <laughs> got going. I guess that's fair enough, though, because there's really not too much else he could be doing. Uh, if he's not in the ODI squad and uh, isn't, you know, obviously isn't playing Test and there's no Shield cricket on, it's I guess fair enough he'd play BBL. Um, I'm just trying to, I mean, there's been plenty of other names thrown out in the forums. I mean, have the likes of Chris Lynn and then all the other people who are far too young, like people saying Matters and then seeing uh, Ben Dunk smack it around the BBL, someone threw him in and. And a lot of them aren't really logical selections, so I think for that reason that might might be why Bailey actually gets a spot over there because there's just really not that weight of options that we would want. Sean Marsh is one ninety away from being straight in. <laughs> well, we better he might actually maybe an ODI ninety would be enough because he's in the squad. Maybe that's their plan. Possibly, I don't think he's going to be in the first um, team pick though. Oh, I'd hope not. Um, we'll cover that later in the ODI preview, I yeah. think. Um, what about bowlers? Uh, this is where it gets interesting. Well, the question I posed was, if Patterson, Pattinson's totally fit and raring to go, uh, is there any argument you can make for dropping any of the pacemen? I don't really think so, but I understand some people might think Siddle could make way for Pattinson if he was totally fit. Drop Siddle, too slow. Oh, sorry, I thought I was on big footy. Right on. This is, this is a, yeah, everyone seems to jump on him when he's not taking hat-tricks every game. I thought he was he excellent. Wasn't, he wasn't brilliant, but he played that role that he does pretty much every game, that holding role. Balls are pretty tight, gets KP out every match. I mean, what <laughs> else could you ask for? A steak. <laughs> <laughs> Another box of bananas. Suppose yeah. um, the only... Well, Pat O'Man will probably get in for Harris because I just see Harris just... Not last, including the entire South African series. Definitely the like for like call, I think. There. Yeah. Well, have you guys seen the um, the news come out that Harris was going to go for surgery before the Boxing Day test, but he's he's um, delayed it so he could play those, and he's also delaying it again so he can play on the South African tour. So there is a bit of a train of thought at the moment that the South African tour could be his last because if he goes for the surgery at the end of that, assuming he makes it the whole way through, his age, you know, age wise. Could be it. He'll be coming up on 35, won't he? Yeah. Um, who would you guys take as the reserve paceman? Let's say 
I, well, I guess birds probably fit, but it's not very fun because we'll all just say bird, assumedly. I'm, for me, I think Coulson and I would be third in line. Uh, I'm not sure. What you I'll be happy with that. Yeah. It'd probably it's just be going really quick at the moment. Yeah. It'd probably just be what Siddle, Harris, Johnson, Pattinson, and Bird, they... or Coulson. It, it comes down a bit to how big the squad they're going to take. Because, I mean, you could raffle it between Pattinson, Bird, and Coulton Isle at the moment for that. Even Faulkner. Yeah. Faulkner's just... It feels like one of those... It feels like Andy Bickle. He's just going to be on the fringe the whole time, but never quite fit in, like quite fits into the team balance. He's just... Yeah, he's not quite good enough. He's like, if we lose... A, if, if the batsman get injured, we can sort of make do with him. If a bowler gets injured, we can sort of make do with him. But he's not going to budge any, anyone out of their normal spot. Yeah, he's not going to get in on his own merits because he's just a bit of a bits and pieces player. Just, I like him a lot, but I just said it says a test player. He's, um, he doesn't do a lot with the ball. It's fairly straight and he's not quick enough. And with the bat, I'm, you know, he's whatever you want to call him, gritty. He's got some flair, but he's also a one-day clubber. Yeah. Just yeah. smacks it over mid-wicket. And... That's probably the easiest way to put it. Um, yeah, I just couldn't see him making big scores. It reminds me, I think he'd be a bit of a Stokes, because Stokes made that ton, but apart from that, he wasn't very impressive with the battles, a lot of 15s and 20s. I thought Stokes looked pretty solid, though. Like, his defense, his defensive technique actually um, appears that it will hold up over like if he plays more tests. He probably... I mean, he was definitely the one highlight, I reckon, that England can take out of the series with bat and ball. Um, number six, he's probably good enough. Do you reckon? I yeah, as an eight, I think he'd be absolutely brilliant. But um, I don't know. It's just six. It remains to be seen. He did perform pretty well for his age and experience in a very tough situation. Uh, but personally, I don't think he's really a test number six, at least in a good side. But in that English side at the moment, with a bit of a change of the guard, I think he yeah he'd probably be able to hold it down. And like you said, he does look like he'll hold up, but. I, think he just needs a bit more time, and whether he spends that in the test team or not is up to the English. We could also, well, we could also probably assume that maybe he will be the third seamer when they go back whenever and they put balance in at six, so maybe that could be what they're thinking of, or yeah, they're assuming prior becomes can. good again. Yeah, who knows if that's going to happen. They can't guess, though. He is woeful. You'd taken a... Um, out of form prior ahead of him, he finds ways to get himself out. Um, Have you noticed that Bairstow is really good on his right, but horrible to his left? He can't seem to take catches on his left side at all. He was he was pretty bad in the field, even when he was a sub fielder in some of the earlier tests. He it was like, oh, I'm England midfield, oh, it's Bairstow again. <laughs> and he's always on because Broad's always off. Yeah, having <laughs> when he's not chatting when, when he's not bowling, yeah. But, um, yeah, Stokes, I don't know if you can play him as a third seamer because he's, he's a wicket taker. Well, he took wickets, but he is pretty expensive. He was going like six and over a lot of the games. Yeah, but the comparison is what? Rankin, who's useless. Tremlett, who's slow and useless. The one they really need to pick, who they probably think is too close to Jimmy Anderson, is Graham Onions. He doesn't, he doesn't seem to do a lot wrong when he plays for them, but he just doesn't play for them ever. Seems like a bit of a uh, Chad Sayers. Um, I'm not. <laughs> well, you mean a bit? What a bit slow? Or? Um, well, I'm just more mean in terms of his role in county and how his record, and they're just not picking him internationally. I think, um, like you said, he's just considered very similar to Anderson because he's a swing bowler who doesn't seem to do a heap if it's, the conditions aren't in his favour. And I actually don't watch a heap of county, so this is all just from reading articles and stuff. He could be totally wrong. Um, but, yeah, he just seems like he's on the fringes. But, but like you said, there's not really... He's not a bad call. I mean, if, if he's another Anderson, at least Anderson takes a couple wickets. I mean, Anderson wasn't great, but he was better than the alternatives. Apart from Broad. And Anderson. <laughs> he can't bowl in Australia, can he? I mean, the only time he bowled well here was when half of Australia was underwater. <laughs> what's, um, what's England's next tour, do you know? I think it's Sri Lanka at home for them. Sri Lanka than India. Oh, India. I really, wanna, I really want to watch England go back to India now that they've got no Graham Swan and Panasar could be finished. 
Imagine them picking two spinners now. Kerrigan and Borthwick. <laughs> Bor- <laughs> that would be insane. They'll probably just um, go with Root and Peterson and call that a second spinner. It probably wouldn't be. No, okay, KP, it's him or Andy Flower. And I reckon they're going to go with Andy Flower, according to the news at the moment. Well, he came out and said that was all sort of bullshit, but of maybe... Of course would. Yeah. <laughs> it's called I, PR. It is KP. Of course K- KP is causing trouble. It's KP, he should have just played for the Saffers and none of this would have happened. He'd probably get a game ahead of Dumini at the moment. They'd need him to bowl as much as Dumini, though. I'm not sure he'd be happy about that. Well, okay, he this... sta- he's actually started his career as an off-spinner yeah. in, in juniors. Um, but I guess maybe he's of the Finch school of thought and any more slow left arm trundling he can do is just a good thing. I was going to say on Anderson, he did play quite well in Melbourne, I thought, at least in the first innings. Sort of um, caused us a bit of trouble. Got rid of Warner, Clark, Bailey and Haddon. And uh, we only made 204 in that innings. But apart from that, I can't really think of any good Anderson performances. He was pretty good in the field the whole time, but... That's kind of yeah, he, was, he was really good in the field at the um, the first day of the wacky test when I was there. I think he got the run out and there's a good, good catch or a good stop or something. He was just everywhere. But um, I reckon he just seemed to bowl a bit short. Like he, his his length in England is so, so much fuller, obviously because of the swing. But he just doesn't look a threatening bowler when he's bowling back the length. He's, yeah, he probably just lacks a bit of um, pace and bounce to actually be that damaging from bowling short of a length. I think, yeah, it's just odd. you think even if there's not swing going, you'd still be so well pitching it up because it's what you do in Australia? He doesn't understand that. It's just he needs swing. It's just without swing, he's gone. And I mean, just look at it. He's really been shit out since Trent Bridge when he took 10 for any ball like that, what, 11 over spell? Yeah, it was a bit like, oh, here we go. We're going to get destroyed every game by Anderson. But he... He really he didn't do a lot in England after that first game. You're right. Maybe. So he's probably tired, and I reckon he's and they play like the English cricket. They play a lot of cricket. He bowled pretty much what, more overs than any other paceman. Yeah, everyone he, else is getting smashed, so they just keep bringing him back on. Well, he yeah. didn't. I think it was something like in wasn't it in 2013. Him and Swan bowled the most overs out of any yeah, bowlers, except for Ashwin. Oh, that's right. Um. But Anderson bowling more than the spinners is pretty insane. No wonder Swan's arm's hurting so much. <laughs> Probably for being such a wanker, to be honest. Um, <laughs> not Knocks him over with pace, real pace, right through the England captain. What a start for the Aussies. He has bowled brilliantly with this new ball, Mitch Johnson. His first three overs in Brisbane, he was all over the shot. Okay, what about, how about we move on to Captain Cook? Oh, yeah, I'll let you go on this, Cook. I'm sure you have some great things to say about your namesake. He was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Lack tell, of a better word. tell us about your opinions on his captaincy stuff. Well, you just sense that he's not a leader, do you? I mean, you look at Clark said, yet yeah, he's in charge, he knows what he's doing, Steve Waugh, I mean, Michael Vaughan even. Well, it's just like Cook with the whole eight other members of the captaincy committee. They almost make one captain. Yeah. It's like, you put Clark in that team, that'd be number one. That'd probably be best in the world. You put Cook in our Australian team, we would have gotten flogged 5-0. <laughs> it's just he lacks captaincy. He's tactically quite stupid. He's scared as well. As soon as yeah. you hit a boundary, the lo- point goes out. Yeah, he loves, loves his ring fields and then pushing men back. It seems his weird. logic is he hits four, go out to the rope, he hits single, come back in, he hits four, go back out. <laughs> it's, repeats over, it's just, and he mishandles his bowler. I mean, MCG not bowling Monty, bowling Root before Monty, for the logic is he'll Root will turn it away from Rogers. I mean, he's not Swan. He's not a Swan. Root, <laughs> Root, Root won't turn it, so what's, what's the point of bowling him? Well, yeah. Monty's got more chance of bowling a doos run spinning it the other way than Root's got on it. That'll turn. I just felt like Cook hated Monty. Like, what, when he kept misfielding and stuff, he just sort of felt like Cook was just losing his shit in his head and just like, nah, I'm not bowling you, Monty. And then he bowled him when, you know, nothing was going to happen. Monty was probably trying to pick up Cook's girlfriend on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> just, there's apparently, though, this rumour in the English camp that there's, like, 
fractions between it was like Anderson, Swan, Cook, all that, like Andy Flower and Graham Gooch's guys, and the other one who's really not in that massive group is Kevin Peterson, and that's why he's been ma- marginalised, all that. He's an easy scapegoat, KP. No matter what he has or hasn't yeah. done, it's always very easy to go to him. I believe the quote is the SX Cricket Mafia or something, so... <laughs> but yeah, it's just... That was probably the worst captaincy you could ever see. I mean, MS Dhoni was better when Ninia got flogged 4-0, and he was suspended for a test. That's how shit he was, so... <laughs> so do they have anyone to replace him? Because I don't think they do. Not in the current no. team. KP... KP. Yeah. Everyone will get behind KP. <laughs> I mean, Cook's not going to get dropped because he's in their best team batting-wise, but you can't... Uh, it, there's no one to take over his spot, yeah. but you can't... Also, you can't keep him captain because he's not... He's nowhere Tr- near a, a, yeah. a good captain. I Trot. Bring Trot back in to be captain. I honestly think, you know, maybe they go the whole sort of rebuilding route and just make Broad captain. I don't think he would be worse. He's got a bit more fire, and Cook's a good player, but I, no, I think his position's almost untenable as captain. He, it's very difficult to make an argument for him being captain, especially now that they're apparently entering this rebuilding phase. Isn't um, Pryor as the vice-captain, isn't he? I mean, I could see yeah. him possibly... Ta- if he found form again, I could see him take, maybe taking over. Um, I mean, he tends to be pretty vocal. I don't know what his tactical nous is like, but can't be any worse. Well, he looks stupid, so... <laughs> Just that's good. But also about Cook, is it... Do you want to think that though he has a kind of a massive weakness when he bats? I mean, when he goes fishing outside off stump and all that. I mean... He does. Ha- I think every batsman has weaknesses, yeah. but Cook really that was is a quality batsman. How can be a high-quality batsman not play a cover drive? It just... Defeats all logic. I mean, he's averaged, he had one good series against us where he averaged, where we decided, let's bowl on his pads and get him out. And, and short, short and wide as well. Yeah. But apart from that, he's what averaged around 30, so... He's, is he really that good of a batsman, or do people just bowl crap to him? Nah, he is a good batsman. He's, I mean, he's done well everywhere else, but Australia... Like, you can't just talk about Australia only as being you know, the basis of how you judge Cook. Or it's probably that we just know how to bowl to him. Maybe. Yeah, and he he just had he's down on form, you know. It happens to every batsman. I think be very stiff not to call cool quality. He's looking at his record; it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, he's on track to have the best record of any English batsman ever. So, yeah, not that hard, but no, no, not not particularly. But it's still you have to acknowledge it. They invented the game, even if they're terrible at it. Um, like most sports. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Um, in the fourth test, I thought that 50 he made was pretty decent. I, I mean, they needed more in that situation, but it was nice and brisk. Uh, seven fours of, in a 51-run inning of 64 balls, which is, you know, incredible for Cook. You wouldn't think he had it in him, especially considering that was the innings that Carberry went 12 runs off 81 balls, ripping strike. Oh, Carberry, wait, he, he is the momentum turner for England. They get on top, Carberry. <laughs> Carberry faces like five overs in a row of I'm just going to block every single ball or leave it, even if it's on the stumps. He just, he goes inside the shell, which is fitting because he's wearing a shell on his head. <laughs> um, yeah, he was he was disappointing. I mean, all the talk beforehand was, oh, Carberry smashes county um, teams around. He's such an aggressive batsman. And he just, he looked like he was playing for his spot rather than playing for the team. The saddest thing is he was probably one of their best batsmen, though. He was pretty... Well, he's av- he's, he looked all right, but his average only was about 25 for the series, so... And he got probably the funniest moment of the whole series was the broken bat. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing- and then I went out I went out and bought a kookaburra the next day. <laughs> no <laughs> way, it was, a, it was a gray nick. It was a gray yeah, nick. Yeah, it was. Say, it was just a Um, I was going to say about Carberry, it sounds silly, but considering they're batting was so poor. I was almost the most disappointing with his fielding. He did some really good things, but he also stuffed up some really basic stuff, like basic catches and run out. the Ashes. Let's yeah, that, was, that dropped. He dropped the Ashes in Adelaide. Because I had, I had seen him um, fielding county cricket, and the commentators 
did constantly say, oh, Carberry, he's a really good fielder. He was always on the boundary usually, like diving and that sort of thing. Maybe he's not much of an, a ring field catcher, but, yeah, he was he was good, but then terrible at the same time. Maybe he just choked on test stage. Yeah, I'd sort of call it a pass for Carberry. If they drop Root before they drop Carberry, it sort of says <laughs> something about how stupid they are and also where they feel like they're out as a team. They, they should have kept Compton in. I mean, Compton was decent. He's boring as shit, though, as well, to be fair. <laughs> well, let's be frank. Compared to Cook and Trot, he can't be that boring as them. Yeah. It must be a prerequisite of getting in, in the team. Because Root was pretty much the same as Carberry. Any time he came out, he was 12 off 70. And then he'd get out. It seems like yeah. if you're an open finger nowadays, name has to start with C, and you have to have a strike rate of 20. Um... I was going to say, just while we're on the English, the BBC feed said that Harris is the best Australian bowler of the last 20 years, except for McGrath. And I was just wondering what you guys thought of that. I mean, Gillespie's obviously comes to mind, but apart from the small sample size... You're talking pace bowlers? Yeah, Yeah, pace bowlers, sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, Apart from the small sample size, it's sort of... He is an amazing bowler. I thought it was a bit of a strange call just because of the small sample size compared to... People like Gillespie and Lee and stuff, the record just consistency over the long period of time just isn't there. Just wondering what you guys thought. Gillespie was pretty good. Like I remember Brett Lee. As soon as McGrath left, Brett Lee was bowling like a god pretty much. Because the South South African series he bowled well, then when Warren and McGrath left in 07 08, he carried our bowling attack. So Lee was. He was better without McGrath and Warren. And he's probably underrated a touch during his middle period of his career where it was just averaging very high and just not having the flow in his bowling. And Stewie Clark was also pretty good. He's up there with Mick Lewis, yeah. put that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he's, he'd go close on just on stats alone. If, he, if he'd played five, ten years prior to this, or like, if his career was five to ten years... If he um, had two knees... Yeah, <laughs> he didn't break down so often. Um, I mean, he could have easily been one of the best uh, statistical bowlers going around. And I mean, he's he's a genuine, like he's genuine quality. It's pretty it's pretty hard to compare. Again, I mean, McGrath definitely in front. But who who would you have close if Harris is say top five? Who else in the past twenty years? Probably only what Gillespie and. Well, Gillespie. Well, probably will be go. I'll probably go McGrath. We'll go Harris number second. Gillespie three. Lee four. Number five will probably be Stuart Clark. Stuart Clark. Stuart Clark <laughs> or Kasperwich. Poor, poor man's McGrath. Stuart Clark. <laughs> Did have one incredible series. Ah, uh, the Ashes in God knows when. Ah, my brain's not working. Uh, was it two thousand nine? No, I think it was South African debut because we didn't pick him for the 2009 Ashes. That's why we lost them, and we didn't have Lee. If we had Lee and Clark and those 09 Ashes, we would have won it. No who'd problem. We pick, who'd we pick? In, oh, that was Hilfenhaus and we had Hilfenhaus, Bad Johnson. Yeah, Hilfenhaus, Bad Johnson, and <laughs> and and Douglas Bollinger bowling one <laughs> one ten at Adelaide. No, that was still at 09. Oh. Oh, that's, so that's 10 11, I think I'm thinking of. Yeah, Hilfenhaus, pre vegan Siddle, and Bad Johnson. Pre vegan. <laughs> I was about to say, who would you call Man of the Series? And the most memorable moment across all 10 matches. Can we say apart from Johnson? I think that would make it slightly more yeah, apart from it was over If it was over 10 matches, then it's a bit harder to call if it's 10 matches Haddon may sneak ahead of him because he played more games but it's between Haddon and Johnson yeah but my most memorable moment across all 10 Ashes Ashton Agar yeah (laughs) back to the start big footy went nuts on that night it's like we all seemingly forgotten that hang on we're meant to hate each other (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's just what that did all the Victorian supporters joined hands the amount of new avatars. Tried to, tried to claim Agar even though he's WA. <laughs> Rule of Victoria, mate. Rule of Victoria. But yeah, it's just... And also what that did to the nation to kind of galvanise, like... It might not mean much at the end, but it probably 
gave us a bit of a kickstart in the Ashes, maybe. That is some of the most exciting cricket I've ever watched because he at the start just look at look at him he looked such a fish out of water, and to dominate such a good bowling attack on I mean so far back I can't even remember but the pitch was doing a bit wasn't it I mean we were yeah, yeah. Nine, Hughes, nine, nine for not many so was Hughes Hughes was batting with once and that was the game that Hughes made eighty one yeah, yeah that's right yeah and, and um, then drop drop next match yeah. <laughs> It still is the most, probably the most memorable across both series. I mean, the other thing that comes close was Mitchell Johnson's bowling. But actually, speaking of, just to jump in on Mitchell Johnson's bowling, there was an article I read a little while back um, about the ball that won the Ashes, and it wasn't actually even part of the Ashes. And I'd go close to saying they're not that wrong. It was in the ODI series in England against England, and it was the short ball to trot that he he just. Um, gloved through to a keeper and it just scared the living daylights out of him and that's I reckon that was the start of him you know it going crazy I think Haddon was saying after that game how scary Johnson was bowling like he bowled really quick I think Peterson it was either that game or the next one tried to pull him and hit so high up on the bat went nowhere got caught and it was just like that is seriously quick yeah. if he could if he could repeat this during the Ashes down under, then we've got something, and he did. And what Tendulkar said that Johnson will dominate, and then uh, India agreed, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever he says is gospel. But yeah, um, I'm just trying to think of being a contrarian somehow, but I can't really think of anything that does brought up. I guess you know, obviously Johnson's, Johnson's terrible should be dropped. <laughs> I was more just going to say, like, oh, I love when Stuart Broad didn't nick that ball and didn't watch. Such character. Um, oh, that was the worst. That was the low light. That was an annoying, dragged on, boring thing. I don't even hate Broad. I just find it so boring, the whole thing. Like, I don't like Anderson. I don't like Pryor. I don't like a few of them for, like, decent reasons. But I just feel like Broad's not a bad cricketer. He's not so cricket. Who really cares? Most of the Australian team are, too. Broad improved his reputation in Australia because at least he put his back in compared to Anderson. He's like, conditions aren't going my way. Stop this, I'm gone. Short of a length, 20 overs, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I almost said that the low light, though, for both series for me was Durham. We just... We pulled it off, let's be frank. <laughs> I'm trying to think which one that is. It's just it's well, so many Warner, tests, so little time. Warner and Rogers batted well to get us off to a good start, then... Oh, it just felt good cards. to me, yeah. Um, was... Also, was Lords the one where we just got completely belted the whole game? Yeah, that was I pretty know. depressing. I, I always remember Lords. Was it Pattinson? He could not handle the oh, slope. That's right. He kept falling down or like falling, kept bowling into the pads. Just yeah, I mean that was probably one of the the biggest disappointments was Pattinson in England. Just yeah, I don't know. He, he tried too right, hard. I, I reckon he tried too hard. He tried to bowl too fast. He lost his radar. He was Stark. Stark was a bit the same, but he's he had not as Tim Pattinson had family issues, but different sort of family issues. He just wanted revenge for his brother. Yeah. Sweet as it sounds. Yeah. Um, I think for my moment of the series, um, I want to say something to do with Lion because it's going to go into bat for spin bowling, even though I don't do it. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, my, Johnson's seven for forty. In what was it, second day in Adelaide? Thursday? Adelaide, second day, I believe. Yeah, that was just. I can't really go past. That was just amazing. It was just, you know, but I once you looked at that, you just thought, well, we can't really lose now. Um, it's just if he keeps bowling like this, it's just utterly ridiculous. And it's nice that the whole story of Johnson is nice. There's so many good stories. Like, I'm. It's nice that Johnson will actually have something where people. Won't go back and say, oh, I had such potential, but he bowled so much rubbish. Everyone's going to sort of remember this, the real uh, footnote on his career, sort of punctuation mark. Unless he goes back to bowling rubbish and it was, a, oh, that one-off series. Uh, he should retire. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need him. <laughs> yeah, no, we do them. Oh, yeah, Bailey is brilliant. Bailey muttering non-stop at short leg and smiling when he almost got out three or four times in innings was just made my day. Definitely highlighted. <laughs> that, it's a shame they didn't catch any of it on the... Uh... On the microphone. Stop mic. All we Stop heard mic. was, all we heard was, get ready for a broken arm. <laughs> and we didn't get the broken arm. May, Disappointed. May have, have been a word in between that, but yeah. Well, we got a broken foot from Broad. Yeah, well, a slightly image, a slightly damaged foot. 
and a I'll broken just... face with balance in the last test. Oh yeah, that was pretty gruesome. <laughs> and some broken egos. Yeah. Broken and some team. broken dreams. A broken bat. Broken team. Broken we, nation. Can't say they weren't trying to break in. I just want to quickly go over. Do you think the top order will survive in South Africa? Do you think? I mean, there's a lot of carjackings, but I mean on the field. Um, <laughs> I feel, sort of think that we might have, you know... Thanks, it's... thanks tourism, South Africa. <laughs> Relax, one will just punch him. I won because I care. Um, I just think that, yeah, we've papered over the cracks a bit because we, uh, we bowled so well. It was a pretty inconsistent performance. I mean, it was really good. See, Rogers hit two tons, Smith hit two tons. It's really positive. But it sort of didn't really feel like we all fired at once in any of the yeah. games. We just scored 100 more, 100 or 200 more than England every time, bowled them out for nothing. Here's there was like... I... Okay, okay, cool. Oh, here's what I'm thinking. Smith can prove he does it. He meant it's not the prettiest-looking style of batting, let's be frank, but it's gritty and it's fighty. Warner, he can do it, as what he did against New Zealand in his maiden 100. He just needs a bat like that, and Rogers. Well, Rogers will be Rogers. Number three, Watson. I'm unsure about. I think you'll get destroyed in South Africa. Yeah, pretty much. I think it's going to be a bowl off because I mean, they prepare flat wickets. And the ball doesn't do anything. We'll score runs. They fair green tops. We'll get the wickets. So, well, it's, it's going to be a bowl off. Yeah, Callis is gone. Elviro, Peterson, and Dumini aren't too much with the bat. Although Peterson seems to play well against us. Um, I yeah, they've still got amazing quality in there. They've got Smith, De Villiers, and I know I'm forgetting Amla. <laughs> um, Faf, don't forget the Faf. Ah, and bloody don't Faf. forget the number one batsman in the world. He's just, you know just a bit of a plot. If South Africa picked Tahir, we'll probably win. That's how <laughs> big of a spot he is. He probably he's still in the. Did he finish that Indian series in the team? No, oh, Robin Peterson came. Oh, Robin Peterson. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they went. They went back to rubbish. <laughs> Peterson, well, Peterson took as many wickets, and he also scored like a, he scored like a sixty and a thirty or something. He played, batted really well, and he bowled fine. I think with that pace attack, you just need a supporting role if you can't find a good spinner. And Tahir's bring back Paul Harris. He was <laughs> he's a supporting bowler. Well, um, they they bowled Dumini so much that you know he could almost just go with him. That'll do. Champion. Ashes have finished, so I've got the one-day segment of the tour. Um, as these things usually go, England will probably win because nothing sues a humiliating defeat like winning a pointless hit and giggle series. We have um, squads have been released for both sides. I'll just run over them quickly. For Australia, we have Clark, Bailey, Coulson, Isle, Doherty, Faulkner, Finch, Haddon, Johnson, McKay, Marsh, Maxwell, Pattinson, Warner, and Watson. And England have Cook, Balance, Bell, Bapara, <coughs> Bresnan, Briggs, Broad, <laughs> Butler, Carvery, Finn, <laughs> Jordan. Yes. Um, Morgan, Rankenstein, Root, Stokes, Treadwell, and Wokes. So Stokes and Wokes. Thank God for that. Um, I guess the question is, when England eventually win 4-1, do you think their media will say that they have salvaged the series and everything's fine now? I don't I actually think we'll win because, I mean, we have a better one-day team. I mean, we've got what, Watson, who's actually, who can bat well in one-dayers. We've got Finch, who admittedly is hot and cold. We've got, we've got Faulkner. We've got Forks. We've got Haddon. We've got Johnson. But they got have got... Bailey. They've got Ravi Papara. Yeah. You're just repeating our team. <laughs> Pretty much. I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to Maxwell, though. I reckon Maxwell will have a good series. I hope he's just the first spinner. I mean, you know, they we have all those players. We also have Doherty, unfortunately. I mean, he's, yeah, been, I mean, he's been in really good form, and everyone knows that I'm number one fan club of Maxwell. But he, he even got wickets. Bolt, like, something he does, hasn't really done a lot of, taking wickets. I mean, it was in PBL, so take it as you want. Probably call on the boundary, some of them. But... Uh, so I mean, I'd play him. I'd play him ahead of Doherty as a specialist. So it's already better than the English spinner. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, the thing with Maxwell is he seems to throw it up a lot, and he does get a lot of court and boundaries, but it doesn't really matter. They're all wickets, but and he does it fairly consistently, so... I don't. I really don't mind Maxwell as well, and I think he offers more than Doherty, obviously, because you can play him at six, and he'll add a lot. I don't see. I personally don't see Marsh, Mackay, and Warner lasting the series. I mean, Mackay is out of form. He's just in all sorts right now. Marsh is the Jared Weight of cricket. I mean, he's got so <laughs> much potential, the best technique, yet he's a lazy chick. Warner just can't play one day. Warner just—he's really terrible at one day. Is he's just—he yeah. just is. And I, Finch and Watson are a really good opening combo. I liked Finch and Hughes, but Finch and Watson will work really well. I don't see the see, need to play Watson at three, although they will. Um, I see Hughes or White coming in because they've had a pretty good one day. Well, pretty much limited in the Ryrie Cup and all that. So, well, are they going to change the squad? Halfway through, I mean... This is only from the first test. Yeah. Oh, just, oh, so they're, first they're, picking it, ODI, sorry. they're picking them ODI by ODI. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense being in Australia that it's not really a limitation on having people around. Yeah. Mean, yeah. The English okay. squad is slightly bigger for that reason. Yeah, true. Um, what would the English sign up anyway? It would be what? Bal Cook... Bal Cook... Morgan... Papara... Probably Butler will be the keeper... Finn will play one days. Um, Carberry. They'll want, they'll want Joe. Yeah, I don't know. They'll want Joe Rudin, so I reckon he might hit Carberry. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Fred will play. Stokes so I will play. Stokes will have to play now after his form. He can slog and bowl, so... Yeah. yeah. Um, and they love this Jordan. This uh, He's pretty pretty quick. I think he did play in those one days in England, actually, and looked okay. Uh, we talked about him a little while ago. Yeah, well, Jordan looks good, but, yeah, he's... Still unproven. But, um, yeah, he looks like he has a talent. I think... I'm just trying to think who else they've got. I mean, I don't know much about the spinners. I know Treble's useless, and I, Briggs I don't really know much about. Uh, do you guys... Doesn't turn a lot left-arm orthodox. Um, pretty defensive-style bowler. He's pretty young, but um, yeah, he's not too bad. They'd probably, they'd probably pick Dockwell ahead of him if they had the option. So Xavier Doherty asked then. Has Dockwell uh, actually I, gone, sorry, just quickly? To England? Yeah. I think he's still with Ireland, but... Oh, thank God. Can't be long away until they poach him. Uh, Briggs, Briggs is probably better than Doherty. That's but a question. Yeah, but who isn't? Is Briggs a really short bloke? I know Kerrigan's short, but Briggs uh, is I don't know, really. I can't... He just looked normal size last time I saw him, but he might be short. Well, I us have a question. You know this is the Stars guy. What's his name again? Luke Wright. Why isn't he in the one-day team? I mean... That's actually sure a good question because right, he should be in the T20 squad. Um, maybe yeah, he is. Yeah, maybe he's a bit like old uh, Jade Dirtback, um, where they just want to play him in the one team. <laughs> I, I do feel like Wright would probably offer something, although maybe they feel like with Stokes and Wokes they've got similar kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, they've well, probably got they with Cook opening and probably plenty of other options that could open um, Carberry, Root, and the likes. And, um, yeah, all-rounders, Wokes and Stokes, they probably don't need him. But, I mean, I could easily see him drafted into this squad. I can't see why not. He's in the country. Yeah. Same <laughs> with um, Keyswitter is the other one. I mean, Butler's probably better batsman, so and he'll keep, so maybe not. But, I mean, if they're all the batsmen are failing, why not chuck him in? Butler's been dead average in the BBL, hasn't he? Uh, he's been hit and miss. Like, he'll hit 50, then he'll get a duck, then he'll hit 50, then he'll get a duck. But overall, he's looked pretty good. He got two good balls. Well, Bird got him out when he was on a bit of a roll in um, the Stars game, one that nipped back. That was a pretty good ball. Would have got most people out uh, early in their innings. And the other one was a wide outswinger of Mitch Mars that he just sort of fished at or he just sort of chased and, and nicked off. So, yeah, take it as you will. But when he actually got in, he looked really good, smacked everyone around. I, who did, I can't remember who England were playing ODIs against. Maybe it was New Zealand or something, where Butler just went absolutely mental. Um, I'll have to find that out. But I know that I've seen... I saw Butler play a couple of amazing innings, so I definitely think he's up to it at ODI level. I was just sort of wondering. I guess T20's never a good indication of yeah. form, apart from how far you're hitting it. And while we're on going nuts, did anyone actually see Corey Anderson going nuts? Yeah, I did. That was good. Um, uh, I saw a little bit of the highlights. Weren't there, wasn't the um, it's 21 over game. Yeah, but the distance to the boundary was about 48 metres. 
Yeah. It seemed like he seemed like he was chipping them way into the crowd. Um, but, I think it's about like sixty meter boundaries. Um, it's, it's shorter than mo- like most regulation yeah. boundaries. Queensland's yeah. like really really pretty, but it is a postage stamp. It's a still still a fair effort though, <laughs> to go yeah. that fast. I mean, you've got to be hitting every ball well. And anyway. he apparently had like one like his last six balls were apparently really slow leading up to it. So his first six balls. No, last six. Like, he had, like, one dot, one dot, dot, one, or something like that. He pretty oh, much... Oh, right at the end, like, he got nervous that he was chasing yeah. the passes. Wouldn't you just keep swinging? Yeah, I think they thought that he wasn't going to get there, and then he needed to... Stick. So he could have beaten it by even further. Right. Yeah. Can be I done. think they brought on, uh, maybe it was Narayan or something, and he slowed it down. Although Narayan got absolutely... He hit three sixes in a row off Narayan before, so I'm not sure. And yeah. just on that, Jesse Ryder coming back was really, really great, too. Um, it's good to see fat cricketers come again. Yeah, well, we've got. Maybe we should make a fat eleven. You got. I mean, you've got balanced Cosgrave and Ryder just out of today's players. So. You got Simmons, that guy who plays with Scorchers, who, who that who everyone in Perth seemingly hates. <laughs> oh, is he that, is terrible. Is that You're O-N- not getting me started on Simmons, the O-N-D-S? slowest runner. Huh? Is that O N D S? No, no, it's Simmons. S I eleven O N S. He has got. He's he's. Got to be the slowest runner between the wickets. I don't know. If, I think he might have hesitated a little bit on the run out. He got but run out. He was running like Mitch Marsh is running easy too, and he has barely made it halfway down the pitch, and he's struggling. <laughs> he's on the treadmill. He's pumping his arms, but just um, yeah. What if, did it was, Peter if it was, was... It was a Big Mac at the other end, he would have got it. <laughs> what about Peter Forrest? When did he become fat? When he uh, was getting selected for the Australian side anymore. Oh no, it's just like he was always kind of chunky, wasn't he? He was, was kind stubby. of pudgy, but he was yeah. still skinny. He just ate like five buckets of chicken. KFC promotion, maybe he just he's like, took advantage. Am I the only one who thinks that this is just completely random? Just talking about KFC. Um, when the English bowlers were bowling, it had that stupid Australian burger, English burger. That would really put me off. Oh, oh no, massive burgers. Yeah, in your face in the sight screen. No, when I saw it when I was at KFC though, do you know what this how there's like screens to say which burger it is and all that shit? Yeah. It comes up with the English burger as a palm burger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm surprised that's not called racist these days, what is it? Now that we're talking about KFC, probably not a bad time to wrap it up. I think we've covered just about everything. We'll cover the BBL a bit more next week. And on that note. <laughs> <see you> next <laughs> week. Yeah. <laughs> there you go.